Well, hello. Welcome to the long lost episode seven of the Pennant Chase podcast, your home of the best free baseball simulations on the web. And we're going to emphasize the free part of Pennant Chase today as we talk a little bit about advertisements on the website. And we'll talk a little bit about what the heck I've been doing the last three months. And we'll talk a little bit about uh, some some new uh, changes on the site that have rolled out recently, and and we'll talk a little bit about uh, some hot topics that have come up over these last three months uh, that I've been away from podcasting. I wish wish I had more time to uh, to be podcasting, but um, life's been uh, wild and crazy. Most of you know uh, my daughter was born back in February, and uh, so. The last podcast I did was the end of the first week of April. It's been almost three months uh, as we close out on June here pretty soon. Um, boy, I don't know. I don't know where the time's going. It's just, it's crazy. We're halfway through 2017. Um, I did have a few weeks off uh, in May uh, where I was on uh, family leave, getting to spend some bonding time with my daughter. And uh, for those of you who have been through it you know what it's all about for those of you who haven't um it's it's definitely a trip it's an adventure and those two weeks were uh they were wonderful and exciting but also really really hard really tough um we were in the process of uh bottle training her and sleep training her and man it was uh it was a it was a tough time but uh she is happily um eating from a bottle pretty frequently now and um she is sleeping really well at night, um, still sometimes having some trouble with napping, but we're, it's, I can see the light at the end of the tunnel. Those first three months uh, are really challenging and really hard, and uh, everyone says it gets easier, it gets easier. It is true. It does get easier. Uh, you, can, you can make it through, but, uh, but it's pretty grueling, and uh, life's starting to feel a little, a little more normal now. Um, we have a nanny share going on, so uh, wake up in the morning, and, and some, some days I drop the baby off, and some days the nanny comes to our house, and then it's off to work, and it's off to somewhat of a normal-feeling day, but, um, but uh, it's great. It's crazy. It's all those things. It's also been nearly impossible to find any time to podcast recently, which is why it has been so long since the last episode. But let's start, let's start talking about some, some topics uh, of note recently. And um, we should probably start with the dreaded advertisements. Um, I posted a while back that uh, I was going to start tinkering around with some various advertisement options. Um, in short, uh, the revenue on the site's taken a, a pretty major hit. I think part of this is uh, the proliferation of ad blockers is starting to grow. A lot of browsers offer it. Some of them offer it natively. I think Opera has a native ad blocker. Um, I think Firefox, it's pretty easy. All these, all these browsers, it's easy to install an ad blocking widget. And um, from what I could tell from the metrics, you know, PC users are pretty good about either unblocking PC or not using one. 
Um, I, I try to not use one on the web as much as I can because as the owner of a website, I know how critical, as much as I, I hate ads myself, I know how critical they are to these what, these sites staying viable. And um, I try to use it as infrequently as possible. There are some sites that are just so littered and loaded with advertisements and they're so in your face that I just can't take it. And for those particular sites, I block and then I unblock the sites that I care about that aren't too intrusive. And I've tried to keep Pen and Chase ads as as unintrusive as possible. Um, but we have taken a hit. I have noticed that about 30%, it seemed to me based on my numbers, about 30% of people on PC were are or were using ad blockers. And so it's not surprising that ad revenue basically took about a 30% hit from from where we were um that's obviously not a good trend and not a trend that uh, speaks well for the future of the site so have to dive in and make some changes and um uh, uh the changes i've been making have really helped i know that some of them have been a nuisance to a lot of you um, um you know nowadays so so let me let me clarify one thing i can't control what ads get delivered to you to you guys and i don't know who sees what ads everyone sees something different based on where you're at or you know what part of the country you live in or whatever there are all sorts of demographics that go into it um so i don't know necessarily what people are seeing um that makes it somewhat frustrating i can block certain ads that are being problematic i know we had this uh, we had some problematic ads a while back that were like preventing the page from loading and that's obviously not acceptable so I, I can go into like google adsense and i can find those ads and i can disable them and it's a little bit of a cat and mouse game where i have to continually log in and and sort of block those ads when they pop up i think we got that particular issue under control but as i started to change the um some of the designs and things of the ads you guys probably noticed we used to have the two long banners uh, vertical banners on the right side and those were not performing well at all um, and so they got changed to the boxes and the boxes sometimes play videos and again i don't really have a lot of control over this uh, you know these these sort of silent video ads have popped up now as a way to keep sites viable because the static banner stuff just does not produce it, it, you just can't survive so these sort of silent video ads that play um are, are becoming a necessity um, and thankfully they're silent you know that's that's a key requirement I think and I think the the industry has figured out that hey you know we can we can push video ads if we can do them silently you know the one thing I just I don't think I could tolerate my, I know that our users cannot tolerate ads that like play video in your face unexpectedly um, but even the even the silent video ads um, have some performance ramifications um, those of you on slower machines, uh, I know you've, you know, it, it's hurt performance for some of you and I'm trying to, I'm trying to do what I can to limit those from playing, you know, over, over excessively, uh, trying to cut down the number of times they, they come into play, try to get some kind of a balance that can keep acceptable revenue, um, and, and not hamper the site. I mean, obviously it's, it's important to me. I use the site too. So I notice it when big bloated ads are slowing things down and it, it crushes my own enjoyment of the site. And, um, you know, that's not, uh, that's not, not something I want to do for my own reasons. The other thing that's really tricky is, um, mobile, you know, so 
I think you guys noticed that some of those video ads were causing uh, your, your, like your music to stop playing on your mobile phone. So that's not a really good experience that we want, and particularly in the mobile app. Um, I want folks to have a really good experience there. You know, I've kept the mobile app essentially ad-free. Now you, you, you will have noticed we just started with a small mobile banner at the top of the page. Um, again, uh, you know, trying to, to, to eke out whatever little revenue we can here to keep this thing going. Um, I think that small mobile banner is really un unintrusive. And I I've been looking for some sort of mobile option like that where, where we could have something prominent but not have it clutter up the site. Um, and so I think that that has worked out well and been a good compromise. But um, it's, it's an ongoing challenge, you know, as, as if I needed more challenges. I, I, wish, I wish I could just be focusing on features and functionality and improving the site. Um, but unfortunately, this is a major, major component of it and a necessary evil. And, uh, you know, I've, I've thought a lot recently about, you know, moving to some sort of subscription model and things like that. And I just, I mean, everything I've seen from my feedback from you guys and when I've done surveys in the past, you know, Nobody's really willing to pay for it. We have a lot of great donors. Um, don't get me wrong. We have some amazing donors. You guys have been phenomenal. Um, but we, we don't, I mean, don't, uh, revenue from donors versus revenue from ads, I mean, it's like 90-10. It's, it's not even close. It's not even close. So, I mean, we would have to have a major shift in the website. I, I, I don't believe we could be a subscription site unless... I, we were, we had way more features. Maybe we had more sports. We had football or basketball. Or I, I mean, I just don't see, I just don't see how we could be a, a, a subscription site and survive. I mean, there are sites out there that are paid sites and they seem to survive and do okay. I, I don't know what their revenue looks like. Um, I, I can't think of too many other free baseball sim sites out there anymore. I mean, there are a few of them, but. You know, most of the competition, I think, charges pretty significantly for leagues. I mean, one team could be 15 bucks, you know. I mean, it, that, that's, that adds up. You guys play in 20. Some of you play with 20 teams. Some of you play with 40, 50 teams. Um, you know, um, it, it's it, obviously you wouldn't be able to do that in a model where you're paying 15 bucks a team. I mean, that's, you know, that's 150 bucks at a time for 10 teams. That's 300 bucks at a time if you wanted 20 teams at a time. Uh, nobody can afford that. And I've always said, I think one of our, our big value propositions is that we are free. You know, we're, we're, we're providing this game to people who otherwise probably wouldn't be able to afford it or wouldn't be able to play or wouldn't be playing. And um, it's, it has resulted in such an awesome community that I want to do everything I can to keep the community going and the site going. And so we'll continue to try to get creative and try to be as non-intrusive as we can with these ads and, uh, and take it from there. And, and as always, your guys' feedback is important on this. You alerted me to some of the issues that came up. Um, and I hope you will continue to know that I'm not doing it um, out of spite or to be evil or to be greedy, but just doing it to, uh, to continue survival. Um, so that's that. Let's, let's move on to uh, what, what topic can we talk about? How about some of the recent updates? I know that, you know, so we're, wow, we're already, you know, halfway through the year. So what have we accomplished this year? I, I knew it would be kind of a tough year to do much, um, but... We've actually done some some good things so far. So, 
um, you know, there was the big move to make the website fully secure. And this is one of those things that um, is kind of behind the scenes that most of you don't notice, except you did notice it because we had some of those problems uh, that I think I mentioned in the last podcast around the the, the caching and all that sort of stuff. Um, so um, now the website uh, is fully secure. If you look in your browser, you'll see a little lock icon or, or you'll see HTTPS. Um, all of Pen and Chase now renders uh, securely and uh, that's important because modern day browsers are requiring that any website that has a login and a password which of course Pen and Chase does has to be a secure site and if not they throw you all sorts of all sorts of warnings and uh, it's just going in this direction and we need to be prepared for it so that's done and that was a huge accomplishment and even though it doesn't really improve the game so to speak um, it was a big hurdle to overcome this year, and, and I was really glad we were able to get there. Um, some of the more recent changes uh, have really been around um, improving some of the loopholes. You know, we've had a we've had a nice influx of new users, which has been great. Uh, the feedback that you guys left, uh, particularly on the GM Games website, has been huge in drawing some folks in, and it um, has really improved the site. So I'm going to continue to push. You know, every maybe once or twice a year to to have folks go out to the mobile app and other websites and review us well because it really does help the community and bring in new people and a lot of these new people have caught some things that you know maybe those of us who have been on the site now for a while have just decided to ignore or aren't paying attention to and um, so one of those things was um, around this sort of bizarre thing that people do where they they change players' stats to, to a crappy season intentionally in, in some sort of effort to disguise that player for the next season's draft. So as you guys know, in auto leagues, um, you're free to uh, change stats of players up to, I think, about game 140. Um, you know, we do that in auto leagues just to keep them interesting, to keep them fun. Um, we know that people like to try different things. We know that people prefer sometimes different seasons of a player. Uh and the reason we put a limit of game 140 was because we didn't want people at the very end of a season to start switching stats um, to some sort of, for some nefarious reason uh, to impact the subsequent season. But it turns out people are doing that anyway, despite that limitation. And I thought a lot about bumping that date up. So saying like maybe, you know, by mid-season, by game 80, you can no longer change stats. Or maybe even game 60. You know, doing it really early. I mean, the, the private league that I run, that I've run for years, um, we actually don't. You, you can change the stats before the season starts. And then once the season starts, you're stuck with that season that you picked. That's how we do it um, in my own personal league. But for the auto leagues, you know, trying to keep them a little more interesting. And um, anyway, I, I think we've come up with a far, far better solution. Something that I really kind of wanted to do, it was in the back of my head for a long time, was that. You know, it would be ideal if when every season started in an auto league, the players sort of reset back to their default, quote unquote, best season. And um, the reason I kind of hesitated on doing that because it felt like a lot of work. It felt like, OK, you got to go through every player in every league and kind of determine, well, what's what's that player's best season? Store that somewhere. Look that up and reset the player. That's a lot of work, obviously. Um it was it was work that I was willing to do because it was an important issue, but I just wasn't sure when I was going to have time to do it. But then, as this as this issue was brought up recently, 
as becoming more of a critical problem where people are continually, you know, changing players to lousy seasons for some, again, I, we, we have, I don't think it, we had a thread going on on the board and I don't think we really quite figured out why people are doing this. Uh, there's a lot of theories. I don't know if it's really benefiting anyone, but people still seem to be doing it nonetheless. So really want it to stop. Um, or at least uh, at least not have it impact subsequent drafts, you know, because there's nothing worse than you get into an auto draft or a daily draft and you can't find the player, you can't find Sandy Koufax because well, Sandy Koufax might be a bad example because I don't know if Sandy Koufax ever had a bad season, but you can't find the player you're looking for because he was changed to some really bad season. It's the it's just an annoying thing. It doesn't happen a ton, but it happens enough to be annoying, and. Um, you know, a light bulb just popped on and I thought, well, actually there's a really easy way to get at this data because if I go and look at that player across every league, the reality is I can find out which season is most frequently used and that is the de facto best season. Um, so now when auto leagues reset, it goes through this process where it looks up the best season for every player and it sets that player back uh, to that season before the before the new season begins. Uh, and it won't impact keeper players, so players that you keep on your roster, if you've changed them to a season you already like, it's not going to flip them back and create this annoying thing where you have to go check that every time. But uh, if it's a free agent who's in the draft for the new season in an auto league, that player will be reset. If you drop a player, and so if you've if you've changed a player to a different season, you were experimenting or something, and then you dropped him. As soon as you drop him, he's going to reset back to his normal season. Um, and then uh, the same goes for you know if someone were to start an auto draft and then draft players and change them and then quit the auto draft, um, it'll reset players in that instance as well because that's obviously an important use case. So. Um, really actually excited about that change. I think that's just a huge improvement to auto leagues in general. And then the other one that came up recently was sort of this controversy around favorite teams. Favorite teams has been, you know, controversial for since its inception, basically. And it's been sort of an experimental league type, but there are a lot of people who love it. Um, I think it's a popular, you know, change of pace league. And there are some people who prefer it as the only league that they play in. Um, I think that's a pretty small number, but there are people who pretty much that those are the leagues they like, and that's great. I mean, that's the cool thing about this site is that we can offer all this variety. Um, and as you guys know, we've limited teams like the Yankees and the Giants and more recently the Cubs uh, in, in the all-time favorite teams to three seasons to help them be more competitive, and that was a huge improvement. Um, but... The, you know, people are always going to find a way to game the system. And so, you know, if it's not the Giants, they're going to move on to the next team. And it seems like the next hot team is Philadelphia that, that a few people use over and over again to win championships. And, uh, you know, I had, had some conversations. Uh, one of our new uh, uh, users was emailing back and forth with me and uh, had some really good dialogue with him. And, uh, you know, we realized that you keep you keep adding teams and limiting teams, they're just, people are just going to find the, the next loophole. So um, in talking back and forth, uh, we kind of came to this idea where, okay, if we could if we could just, look, the, people are going to find the loophole in favored teams. It's going to happen. They're going to game the system. But if we could at least limit that to only a few leagues. So 
one person is now limited to an identical franchise in four leagues simultaneously. So if someone wants to grab the Giants and try to win championships with the Giants, they can only do that in four leagues at the same time, um, which should hopefully encourage more variety in these leagues, keep some of these spammers out of the full boat of leagues because, you know, you've got some folks who just, you know, look, they're looking to add pad their ring total or whatever, and so they go into favorite teams' leagues and they just spam them all with the Giants or the Phillies or whatever. Um, and, and, you know, look, I don't... If that's what you like to do, it's not my cup of tea. I know a lot of you have talked about it not being your cup of tea and scratching your head and going, what do these people really get out of this? But everyone's different. Everyone's got their own thing. You know, I'm, I'm not going to be judgy in that respect. Um, if that's what you like coming to the site and doing... Um, I don't mind it. You know, I've been, I've had some people really uh, adamantly tell me they they think I should get rid of the the career leaderboards and the ring totals and just wipe it all away so that nobody is obsessed with that kind of stuff. And my answer to that is, you're taking away all the gamification of the site, and the gamification of the site is what draws a lot of people to it. So I. I'm not going to do that, right? Like, I mean, I don't care about my ring total or my win total, and I would venture to say that, you know, 90, 80 to 90% of the people on the site probably don't, but then there's that passionate 20% that do, and I don't want to lose that passionate 20%, and really for what? I mean, why, why should I kick them off the site, right? So um, I think the goal is to, you know, allow for people to enjoy that, to continue to have fun, but also keep the site enjoyable for other people, and I, and I would agree that, you know, the way the spammers have kind of attacked the favorite teams leagues has made it unenjoyable for, for everyone else, and that's not acceptable. Um, and so hopefully we can strike a balance here. I, I'm not saying this is the perfect solution, and we've got to keep an eye on it, and we've got to keep working at it and tweaking it. That's just what you got to do. But um, I think this is going to be a step in the right direction and hopefully help a lot. I mean, the, the you know, adding more teams to the, um, the three-year limit, like the Giants and the Cubs, was a huge step forward. Um, you guys really brought that to me. That was your idea, and it worked. And this is kind of, this this new approach is kind of your guys' idea as well. Um, so a- as always, you guys are continuing to, to help improve the site. Um, oh, man, do we have time for the other? Well, this, this, topic, this topic goes a few weeks back now um there's been all this talk about home runs per nine for pitchers so most of you who have been on the site for a while know that uh in in our database on pen and chase i do not have stats for how many home runs pitchers allowed i don't i don't know why i don't remember why if it wasn't a part of the initial batch of stats that i got on the site or if if i just knew at the time i wasn't using it so i didn't import them i don't remember um, but I can tell you that there are two key statistics that are not a part of the website right now that um, I kind of regret. I wish I had them. One is like catcher putouts, right? So everyone complains about the arm rating issue, and I totally acknowledge it's an issue. And I totally wish that I had, you know, catcher putout stats in the database, but I don't. So someday I got to get them in there, and then I can work on integrating that as part of the game. Uh, the other thing I don't have is, you know, home runs allowed for pitchers. So, um, I'm a little less concerned about that one. I'm, I'm much less concerned about that one, although I get that it's a little bit of a hot topic. 
And um, there have been some really interesting threads on the board. So if you go search the board for this stuff, I'm sure you can find it. Um, and there's been some really passionate discussions both ways. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm going back a little old school. I mean, I know games like Strat, uh, you know, always had that maybe in the mix. Uh, when I think of games like Micro League or even Earl Weaver Baseball, uh, they didn't really factor that in uh, very much. Um, and, you know, I, I tended to prefer that because my feeling was, you know, as great of a pitcher as you are, if you're facing Babe Ruth, Lou Gehrig, Mickey Mantle, and Barry Bonds every day, you're going to give up home runs regardless of how great you were. Um, now, there's an argument to be made, and the argument that the other side would make is that, you know, um, Babe Ruth is still going to hit a lot of home runs, but that that number should be weighted toward pitchers who gave up home runs versus pitchers who didn't. Now, we obviously have a very unique problem on pennant chase, which is where we play in leagues with all-time greats. So the numbers would not reach what you'd expect. Um, we see this with base on balls, right? Like Barry Bonds does not walk 200 times in pennant chase because he's facing too many pitchers with control, right? So you get to this sort of dilemma where if you're in an all-time greats league where none of these pitchers gave up many home runs, this this conversation might work better for like a 2016 league, right? But it, it breaks a little bit when you start to go to like all-time greats. And so do we really want all-time greats leagues where, you know, Barry Bonds only hits 30 home runs instead of 60 or 70? Or do we want Babe Ruth only hitting 25, 30 home runs when he hit 60? You know, um, I weighted it the other way. I weighted it where I wanted stats like homers and doubles and triples. I wanted those to aggregately come out closer to real life. Um, there are, look, there are good arguments to be made either way. And I could definitely see integrating home runs allowed maybe to a, you know, a, a slightly lesser extent, uh, some sort of factor factored in there where, you know, a really great pitcher who really didn't give up many or any home runs um, is better about that in pennant chase uh, than they are today, which is, you know, which is where it's, it's not really factored in. You're kind of dependent on just limiting your hits and limiting your your runs and and by by virtue of that limiting your home runs um i mean we still see the great pitchers do well on pennant chase i mean people have brought up some some examples the most recent one was bob gibson in a in a best of the 50s and um he was giving up you know he was having a, a rough season giving up a lot of home runs and everyone kind of jumped on that and said see it's it's not working gibson stinks and it's like, well, no, you go back and you look at Gibson's history in this league. He's been really good. He's easily been top five. Um, and he's top five with, like, Tiant and Marischal and McNally and Koufax. So, like, I mean, you know, like, that's a pretty awesome top five, and he's part of that top five. Now, I mean, you could argue, well, he should be even better. Um, or he should just, you know, that's fine, but he should still be giving up less home runs. You know, those are valid arguments. I mean, there's no engine and no sim that's going to be perfect. Um, everything's going to have its quirks. But, uh, you know, this is an issue that I think is is worth continuing to look at. And and we will continue to look at it and consider it. So, um, boy, that's been a, 
that's been a mouthful uh, for this episode. We're almost at 30 minutes. And um, so I think I'll start to wrap it up. Um, but we've got a second half of 2017 to start thinking about. And, um, you know, like what uh, what goals do I want to accomplish for the rest of the year? And, and maybe we'll... Um, We'll talk about that a little more in a, in a future podcast, uh, but I'll try to get on this podcasting thing a little more often now that, uh, now that life is starting to feel a little bit more normal. And I uh, just want to say thanks to everyone for another great uh, first half of the year and, and your feedback and, and some of the new folks we've had on the site has been really exciting. And frankly, it's, it's breathed some energy into me to, to get some things moving on the site. And um, I really appreciate that. So. Thanks again for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you all next time.